Paul writes an encouraging letter to the Philippians. In fact, it was during one of his imprisonments. Can you imagine somebody who is imprisoned because of the gospel telling the church in, in Philippi, do not worry, do not be anxious. That's an irony. This guy who is in prison because of his faith telling others not to worry. It means he is strong inside. His faith is strong and he himself, even though in a dire situation, is not worried. He reminds them about who Christ is, that he is God that became man and suffered as man, being tempted like man, and uh, was resurrected because he was sinless and he rose again from the dead he inspires them about who Jesus is. Then in this text says, do not worry, be worry-free. Instead, be prayerful, be thankful, and to think in the right way. Think in the right way. The title of today's message is Keys to a Healthy Thought Life. Oh yes, Keys to a Healthy Thought Life. If we are concerned about the physical body, we must be concerned with our thoughts. And emotions because if the thoughts are unhealthy uh, life becomes toxic even physically many medical practitioners would say that a lot of diseases are actually influenced by the emotion as well I have heard one who shared to me that there are chemicals that circulate in the body one who is in a in a joyful mood all the time somehow has less stress in life However, one who is always worried and fearful and anxious, somehow the body deteriorates slowly, inch by inch, or piece by piece. So there are many reasons why we should apply this. If many of us apply the lessons in this text, we would outgrow worry. We will outgrow fear, especially the fear of tomorrow, the fear of the future and even depression. We will outgrow depression. And depression is a big thing these days. It's a, a medical condition that is, is spreading. Spreading, of course, uh, I, I do believe one of the, the countries that, that have a lot of, of depressed people based on their sales of antidepressant pills is the USA. Uh, to us, maybe some of us are depressed. We just can't afford an antidepressant pill, right? And what uh, we learn to outgrow it by telling jokes, laughing a lot. Filipinos can overcome the worst of situations by just telling a joke about it after uh, Yolanda, after uh, so many typhoons. There was even typhoon, a typhoon called Rosing. There's a typhoon, there was a flash flood even in, in Ormoc and other places, yet we recover emotionally very quick, the Filipinos, but not everyone. Some of us may be smiling outside, but inside are suffering. And, uh, and we know this suffering is real. The hurt can be real. The depression can be real. And it can begin at a young age. If one does not learn how to overcome it when they are young, it is harder to outgrow it when they grow older. And it is important that we learn this because we cannot be victorious in this life if we cannot be victorious mentally and emotionally. The Bible said, be anxious for nothing. That includes everything, okay? Do not be anxious for anything. Uh, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, 
prayer and supplications are related and but with thanksgiving. So do not worry. But let me first get into the word be anxious. The word anxious uh, is the same word as being troubled, being disturbed. Do not be disturbed about anything. Another word is being distracted, being divided. So let me first deal with a being troubled or disturbed. Can you say to your neighbor, do not be disturbed? <clears throat> Sometimes it's hard to focus when there's so much noise and you have to study for class. And I experienced that a lot, especially when my kids were very small, they make a lot of noise at home. But I know one reality is you cannot tell a kid to stay put. It's a kid full of energy. And you just cannot say, be quiet. So somehow I would say, please tone it down. But in the midst of the noise, in the midst of the cacophony, I must learn to focus and not be disturbed. Because if I just say, well, because my kids were so noisy, that's why I couldn't study for school. If I make that excuse, I will be a loser in this life. Because I make excuses. But instead of saying or complaining, I would say, oh, they're noisy, wonderful little kids. At least I know they're not sick because they're noisy. Yeah, the pija would say one, one obvious sign if, if the kid is sick is they're not their usual self. They're quiet. They're in one corner. They're probably sick. Because the natural movement of kids is to smile, find something funny, do it again and again. And, uh, and uh, that's a kid. So I cannot make that excuse. I have to focus. I have to study. I should not be disturbed. I should be able to focus. That's an application in studying. In Christian life, we must not be disturbed by the many things that will distract us from our commitment to the Lord. Because you know what? There is a spiritual battle. There is the enemy, the enemy of our faith. I do believe demons are real. We just don't see them. Uh, but some of us may see them. We see them every day at work. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Please do not think as your co-workers as demons or your classmates are as demons. But sometimes they manifest through others. The words they, uh, demons, I believe, allow me just to be creative and uh, can whisper to somebody to say to you something really bad and that can affect you if you let it affect you. Words go around. Words are being said. Situations happen. And you have a choice between being troubled or having faith in God. Because faith and anxiety, faith and worry do not go together. Faith and fear do not go together. Faith is the opposite of worry. Faith is the opposite of fear. If it's that easy for you to be afraid, turn on your faith. It's as simple as flipping it and saying, I will pray and thank the Lord. That's why he said, do not be worried, but do this. Instead, in everything, pray with supplication, meaning ask God. If you have a need and trouble, ask God with thanksgiving. And I like that latter part, with thanksgiving, because it affects the attitude. If you are thankful, if you have a thankful heart, your heart is, is lighter, you're thankful. In fact, if you're so thankful, you, 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 even your face shows it because you smile, right? A truly thankful person smiles or cries. Oh, these are tears of joy. I am not depressed. I'm just so happy. And, and yeah, we have different expressions. But instead of worrying, instead of being disturbed, rather pray with thanksgiving. But what? 
what can disturb us in this in our our Christian walk there are many things concerns daily concerns can can allow us to uh, become troubled or worried what are the daily concerns what we shall eat what we shall drink what we shall pay for the bills that we have to struggle with and if you are a student uh, the next assignment and, and the next reading that's piling up and uh, and uh, or of course, some students, some teenagers, it's a big concern if I'm popular in class or not. And they worry about so many things. And we can worry about so many things. We can be troubled by the what-ifs on the negative sense. Uh, what, if my, uh, uh, what if my children are lying to me? Uh, let me tell you the real truth. They have lied to you. No! Yes, yes, your pretty angel is also a devil. Uh, no! Where did you learn that? Uh, actually, he taught somebody that. He didn't learn it from somebody. But they learn it because that's the evil nature, the nature of the fallen man. The evil of the nature of the fallen man, you don't have to teach evil to somebody. They will do it. They will learn it. That's why the grace of God must be there to counteract it. But it is not automatic. That's why we encourage people to focus on the Lord because by being filled with the Word and being filled with the Spirit through worship and prayer, somehow we learn to say no to the temptation temptation of deceiving our parents or lying or etc or the other things do not be troubled things will happen the more you understand the world what's happening the more you have to trust God the more we have to trust God do not worry do not be troubled is the command why why because God said so number one God said do not worry do not be anxious in fact, Jesus also said uh, that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We love Matthew 6.33, but we forget verse 34. Matthew 6.34 says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Focus your concern on today. You worry about tomorrow. Oh, 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 my son is going to go to college soon and, you know, and he wants to be a doctor. Thankfully, not one of them said that to me yet. Uh, but why? Because it's so expensive. It's just so expensive. Then we begin to worry. We begin to be troubled. The Bible said, do not be anxious. Instead, pray. Can you look at your neighbor and smile at them and say, do not worry. Uh, and look to the other side, do not fear. Ah, add one more thing, add one more thing. Say to somebody, relax. Relax. Okay, okay, I, I like this phrase. Say, chill. What I say to us is, if there are problems, find the solutions without the worry. Find the solutions, be proactive with it without being emotionally disturbed. I'm not saying do not do anything about it. Oh, why worry? God will take care of everything. I do not need to solve it. <laughs> there are some cases like in Jehoshaphat's time when there was a war in a very specific time, God said, you don't have to fight. 
Just sing. I've taken care of it. But those were the few times. Most of the time, if you understand the Old Testament, you know, when we understand the Bible, somehow we get a glimpse of the character and nature of God. But most of the time, if you study, God would say, prepare for war. Get ready. We will fight. Most of the time, he would say, you have to fight. You have to struggle for it. But there are times he would say, no, just stay where you are. Let me take care of it. How do you know? And as we grow as believers, the more we pray, the more we train ourselves to listen to the voice of God, the more we will learn. In very specific situations, I have to wait. Sometimes I can't do anything about it. Therefore, it's a clear sign. Stay still. Because it's beyond your control. Now you can just trust God. Somebody's operating on somebody in the operating room, in the ICU. Can you do anything about it? Can you go in and say to the doctor, let me help get out of the way? It's out of your hands. You can't do anything. So what do you do? Stay still and believe that the will of God is the best. Yet pray, Lord. Yet, Lord, we pray for healing and health. But then you say, let your will be done in Jesus' name. There are some situations you can do nothing. But in the situations where you can do something about it, so what do you do? If you're not anxious, what happens? You have a better mindset. So when we have problems, sometimes me and my wife, when we have problems, we get a whiteboard. Okay, what's the problem? We write it. What are the possible things that may happen if this problem continues? One, two, we write it. What are the possible solutions? Mm, solution one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, which one would be the best solution for now? Oh, number three would be best. A, B, C. What can we do right now with it? Oh, these are the only things we can do. Okay, when can we get started? We start working on the problem. But if you're just worrying, <laughs> what's going to happen? We're all going to die. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's for real. We're all dying through age, right? What's the big deal? We're all going to die anyway, right? The best thing is serve God now. Amen? Yes. Why worry when you're just going to die in the future, right? No, I'm not saying kill yourself. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, what can you do right now? Worry does not help. In fact, worry and fear messes it up. Why? Because when you worry, you're not in the right mindset. And then, and then your uh, body's toxicity grows. And then it is revealed in your face when you're so toxic. And you want to blame so many people, including yourself. If you're not blaming anybody, you're so depressed about it. It's all my fault. And you focus on that. My fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. You're so depressed yeah sure assuming it's your fault so how can you learn from it so you don't do it again who do you have to say sorry to so you get it over with can you make it up and make it up and then what move on with life you cannot sit in one corner and waste your time worrying because that does not help sometimes God is already saying something giving you signs already leading you subtly leading you but you can't see it because you're so blinded with a worry 
You're so re- you're repeating the bad thing that happened. Kung hindi niya to ginawa, ganito na sana dapat. So you you're repeating and repeating. You're replaying that that bad scene. You know, whenever I like a movie, I look for the best scenes and I replay the best scenes only, right? Oh, I, I like battle scenes. So when I read, watch epics. I actually look for it in YouTube and say, oh, nice battle. And sometimes uh, uh, I like boxing and I look at the best fights. Those scenes are the only that I like. Sometimes there are good speeches as well. When I hear good speeches in films, because I'm a speaker, when I hear a good speech, wow, nice script, nicely done. They have motivated the people. I repeat it. I don't repeat the bad stuff. Do you go back to YouTube? Oh, that's really ugly. Let's repeat it again. <laughs> no, you don't do it. Some of us are even so scared, we don't want to look at it or we cover our ears during the movie. It's such a suspense. You don't go back to YouTube. Where's the suspense? <laughs> you don't do that. But what happens in real life, we actually replay the bad things. That's emphasis there. <laughs> Don't be troubled. The good news is, if you're having a bad time, just remember, somebody has it worse, right? <laughs> you won't feel so bad, okay? No, no, no. You are living in a free country where the problem of the believers in Syria is they've been being burned to death. They're very, the, the, their babies being stepped upon. That's what they're encountering there. There's no more chance to be educated in a war zone. Their food is even scarce. And, and your problem is what? They did not invite you to the party? And you feel that bad? Pastor did not shake my hand when I went out. Do not be troubled. Another word for, for anxious is to be distracted. The other word, the other meaning is to be divided. To be divided, not focused. Instead, be focused on the Lord. That's what he's saying. Do not be distracted, but be focused on the Lord. Be focused on prayer with thanksgiving. My favorite example of being distracted or divided uh, is this. This is a, a, an example in the workplace. A real thing that happens often in different situations, but, but here's, here's one situation. Uh, so this guy, unemployed on his desk, and he has a pile to work on because the report is due tomorrow. Then wife calls up and says, you know, uh, the pipes broke. It's flooding in the house. And then boss passes by, hey, 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 I have a lunch meeting. I need you to be there to take notes, okay? So... What's the situation? His mind is on his work, his heart, emotions at home, and then physically he's with his boss. What's going to happen? He's going to write the wrong things there. He's going to say the wrong things. Divided. So I say, hey, chill, relax. Talk to your wife. Send, call a plumber. What can you do? Do you know plumbing? (laughs) If you don't know that much plumbing, call a plumber. Okay? Then tell your wife where the, where the boat is, the inflatable, okay? And uh, if it floods so much, use this. Call the plumber. 
settle it. When the plumber call me, when the plumber text me, when the plumber is there, I have to do something for my boss. Just do it. Then, boss takes your time, but you want to have a working lunch. Then you say, boss, boss. I have a problem, but you can give me the solution. If I go with you today, can you extend my deadline? Instead of the morning, make it the afternoon. Because in that way, I can help you. You manage the situation, but you, in everything you do, you have to be focused, not distracted. The same way with our Christian life, we have to be focused. Some of these problems around just distract us. Some of the issues around distract us. Instead of being focused, on the Word of God, on the Kingdom of God, and what God wants us to do. Don't be anxious. Don't be distracted. Oh, especially today. Distraction, so much distraction. You know, sometimes you're talking to somebody, and somebody's talking to you, and suddenly somebody sends you a message. Yes, yes, yes. You say yes, you didn't understand it. You were looking at the message. He just kept saying, yes, distractions. Oh, I'm doing my report, Dad. And then um, headphones, and then YouTube is playing. <laughs> what report are you going to finish? What you can do in one hour, you'll do what? In two hours, in three hours. Distraction. Distraction. That's why uh, young people at your age and your capacity, no boyfriend, no girlfriend. Understood? And everybody says amen. amen. They all agree with me. Uh, <laughs> at the right time, God will make everything beautiful in His time. Don't push it when it's not your time. You're messing it up. Songs of Solomon says, do not awaken love unless it is time. Do not awaken it. Because once it is awakened, it's hard to make it go to sleep once again. At night, instead of you sleeping at 10, you're 3 a.m. still sending those love cute messages. Miss you, miss you. <laughs> Look, if for one hour a day, one hour a day, you learn a new skill. Uh -huh. One hour a day if you learn a new skill. You learn how to put up a machine. You learn the automobile. How to put it up, how to repair it, learn something, a new skill, learn how to draw, learn Photoshop, web designing. One hour a day in a year with 365 hours, you have learned something that others do not. But instead, you waste time on, hi, hello, uh, I like your shirt a while ago. Uh, it was just so bright and lovely. Uh, you waste time. That's why you say, Lord, what do I have to do now? What do you want me to do at this stage, at this time? That I will do. Look, I believe in working hard. I do play hard as well. I do believe in just enjoying myself, right? But not I'm 50% enjoying myself and 50% working. No, 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 that doesn't work. Be anxious for nothing. Do not fear. God will take care of who your life partner is. And if you already have a life partner, God will take care of that person as well. Amen? Don't be in a hurry. You know, at your age, they want to be in a hurry. At their age, they want to go back. 
I wish I'm not yet married, you know? <laughs> and enjoy the freedom to just do what I like. And now I have to ask permission. No, that's not true. Those happy marriages are happy marriages, and that's part of the happiness is asking permission. Amen? <laughs> Why? Your life is not your own anymore. You are one. You have to, you have to share to each other and convince each other and love each other and accept that that's the process. Companionship. So don't be in a hurry, all right? They will all look so nice early. They're such a gentleman early. Oh, well, after you. Ladies first. Such a gentleman. Now observe. That's why I tell you, observe married couples. Your uncles, aunties, friends. Some of them don't open the door anymore. They say, honey, you can do it. Just jump. Okay. <laughs> uh, Some of them are such godly gentlemen. Praise the Lord. Amen? Or we're relearning it. Now, if we focus of not being worried, inside prayer with thanksgiving, what is thanksgiving? Thanking God for the answer. If you have a thankful heart, depression is not there. Worry is not there. Have you seen somebody who thanked you because of the wonderful gift you bought, you bought exactly the right thing they wanted. When they see you, they hug you, they smile, they laugh, they, or they cry, you're such a good friend. And uh, they're so, in that heart is an expression, is an expression of thanksgiving. Hey, instead thank God, huh? Thank God. Don't focus on the wrong things. There are so many things to focus on. The goodness of God is one. God is good. Thank God that God is good. And the more you believe God is good, the more faith comes in. And then you learn to smile. Do you smile at God? Some of you think prayer is, Dear God in heaven, I come to you today. What's, what's the prayer again? Uh, today to bring you thanksgiving and offering. Something God as a formal, yes, He is a judge. He is a judge too, sure. But if you want to express worship, why don't you kneel down and say, Lord, I am nothing without you. Why don't you release passion instead of formality? If you want to say you love God, why don't you say, I love you, Lord? If you want to thank God, what do you do? Thankful heart. Sometimes I smile. Thank you, Lord. In everything, give thanks. So when there's trouble and problem, what do I do? I smile. Lord, what are you doing this time? What are you teaching me now? I want to learn it quickly. Lord, what's happening to me again? Have you forsaken me, O oh God? Look, he forsake Christ for a while. That's why Jesus said, Eli, Eli, lama sabakani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken for a while because of our sin. When he took the sin upon himself. At that moment, he had to be forsaken. At that moment, to endure the penalty. That's why he can say, I have paid their debt of sin. That's why even today we can say, forgive me, Lord, and he can forgive us. God is good. So, so let me hurry. With thanksgiving, Lord, I 
don't have this, but I have you, so I thank you. What if you lose everything? Thank God. Because I trust in the will of God. Do you trust in the will of God? Job lost everything, but he trusted God. Of course, God gave it back to him, but that's not the point. The point is he trusted God. God's will be done. Uh, uh, Joseph was thrown in the dungeon. I believe he trusted God. He's in Hebrews 11. He trusted God. But their God has a purpose why he was in the dungeon, so that he could get closer to Pharaoh, to, to, to the servants of Pharaoh. Because God has a plan. If things don't go as you planned, trust God. God always has a plan. Because our God is good. I would say, Lord, you have a plan. I don't know what. <sighs> Years ago, my daughter fell in a, in a staircase. And she broke her leg. She was rushed to the hospital. And... Uh, I was concerned because every little move, there was so much pain. And uh, one doctor came and the suggestion was surgery. And I heard once you open it up, those places may not be the same again. We took a step back, prayed, no worries. No worries, no fear. Whatever happens, God's will be done. I trust the will of God. But my prayer is, no. She shall walk. I thank the Lord because you have made her walk and you will continue to make her walk. We called, my wife called my sister-in-law who was, who was executive director of Philippine College of Physicians, well-connected to doctors. We looked for advice. No fear, no worry. I tried to keep my daughter smiling, tried to talk to her, smiled, tried to be happy. Then the advice, wait for the consultant. Don't listen to those inside. They're employees of the hospital. The consultants are the experts. The experts, wait and listen. So with a clear mind, we listen to the advice. We did not panic, we did not rush. Consultant came. Like a hair. We just wrap it up, not even cement, and she'll be okay. Praise God. We trust God. But it wasn't always like it. It doesn't always end happy. My sister died. We were devastated. But I had to trust God. She was only 21 or 20, 21. I had to trust God. My parents were devastated. We were all devastated, but I said, Lord, your will be done. If you have not lost anyone that close in the family, it's hard to understand somebody who did at a young age. I trusted God. And in my father's testimony, God used that for him to call on God again. Father was a very successful, proud man. God used that. I have no fear for my sister because she was saved. I believe she's waiting for me. But God used that. What is death? Like I said, we're all going to die. Amen? 
my friend just lost her father, which was also someone close to me two weeks ago. Since I was in college, he was like an uncle. Whenever I visit, I have the warm welcome at home. And now he talks to me about business. He's shrewd and, and a great businessman, a good one, but very sharp. But when you talk to the family, they're at peace. Of course, there's some sadness because he was such a good father. But there's that part of, we're going to miss him, but still that part of, oh, he's with the Lord. That's why it won't do when some people, some people don't, you cannot comfort others the way you are comforted. You have to study them first. How, how are they? Because somebody would come on, <laughs> I'm so sorry, what happened to you? You're not even a relative and, and they're not even crying. No, God, we've cried already, but God is good. You don't feel sorry for us. Some don't want that, that you feeling sorry for them. But rather what? They trust God, that God has a plan, purpose, and will. When my sister died, I believe God has a purpose. So whichever way it goes, I have to trust God. Not to be worried, but what? Have faith with thanksgiving. Can you thank God? Can you say right now all together, thank you, Lord? Say it, go. Now, can you smile at God right now and really thank Him for Jesus Christ? Thank you, Lord. You have to thank the Lord the way the, you, you mean it. Like you mean it. Not some formal, thank you, Lord. Hey, if we're friends, you smile, right? If you're a friend and don't smile at me, I don't want to be your friend, okay? Because friends smile at each other, correct? When friends see each other, they just smile. How are you? Long time no see. There's that smile. Oh, good to see you. But if you see somebody, when you see them, they're not smiling. They're not friend material. So learn to be friendly, okay? Okay? Okay, learn to be friendly. So with God, with that relationship, if you're truly thankful, lift your heart up. And then, and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you keep not worrying, you negate worry, and instead pray with thanksgiving, what will happen? There's a supernatural thing that will happen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which means man cannot explain this. It cannot humanly be humanly explained. It cannot be uh, achieved by antidepressant pills. It can never be achieved even with counseling. But the peace of God will guard the mind and the heart. But this kind of guard only comes when you do the first part. Do not be anxious, but be prayerful with thanksgiving. The guard will come and protect your mind and protect your heart. You want the guard to be there. But the guard will come, which is the peace of God. It cannot be understood. How come this person is not a bit worried when they're being persecuted and about to die? Because they trust in their God. Because they have the peace that passes understanding. And this peace, of, of course, you cannot experience this peace without experiencing the new birth. In John 3, verse 3, Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again is not a religion. It is not a sect. It is an experience. A new life begins in you. When that new life begins, it's the Holy Spirit that gave life to it. Then you become hungry for the word because you're a newborn baby. You begin trusting God. And then what? You understand the peace of God. If you're losing peace of mind and you're losing your heart, 
You're going insane. Look for the peace of God. It will guard your mind and your heart. It will help you get out of worry or protect you from worry, protect you from depression, protect you from fear. No fear when the peace of God is there. And this is a promise, a promise of God. And I hope all of us experience that. Because once we have that, as if nothing, you're afraid of nothing except God. You only fear God. I've been very careful with my thoughts. I've been very careful every day of my life. Because I know the battle is there. But I praise God. I have a family. Together we trust God. We go through problems, but we trust God. No family is perfect, but we know the principles. By God's grace, we will continue. I believe my children have not seen me afraid or worried in my life. They do not see it because I wrestle with God. I cry out to God, and after that, I have a face that is not worried. Hey, give me your face that's not worried. Can you come up with a face? It's hard if it's not real, right? Oh, yeah. It's hard if it's not real here. And then, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure and is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell, think on these things. Some translation has meditate on these things. You focus more. Not, do not replay the bad scenes of life. Replay the good ones. Ah, replay the good ones. Whatever is true. Which is, what is truth? The Bible is truth. Let your mind dwell on the truth. Whatever is of good reputation, that's what you think. That's what you talk about. Whatever is pure. Anything worthy of praise. Some people, some of you here, I actually salute you. And I'm very expressive when I say I appreciate your gift and your skill. Sometimes it's parenting. I said, what have you done to raise such good children? Well, I'm, a cur I'm curious. And I applaud those things. You have great uh, artwork. How did you develop that? Worthy of praise. We must think on these things. Instead of being jealous of one another, why don't we praise one another? Amen? Instead of reacting negatively, so she fixed her hair and she came in and she looks all pretty. Will you just say, oh, nice hair? Or do you say, oh. <laughs> Just praise, thank people. You don't have to compare. Some people are excellent in their academics. They're just amazing. Some are better with their music. Some are great in both. Some are not, but they're great writers. Some cannot sing, but they can speak. M M M M. Do I need to be jealous? I already appreciate the gift that God gave me, but I still want to learn. I tell Sister Sheila, where are you? I say to her, teach me to sing. 
At least before I die, I would sing. <laughs> sing properly, I mean. Why compare? You don't have to be exactly the same person as the other person. You find God's gift to you. And thank God for it. And think about it. When you think of your children, don't say, Oh, buti pa siya. Huh, ikaw, ano? Son, I don't know your gift is. Frankly, I have no idea. <laughs> but you'll find it. And if you find it, I am with you all the way. Amen? <laughs> don't compare. Think on the good things. Huh? We can be inspired by each one. You know, there's a difference, right? There's a difference between I'm inspired with you and I think we have, our gifts are not so far and I think I can do what you can do if, if can you help me? Can you teach me? Can you mentor me? Instead of just competing, think on the good things. Think on the good things. Buti pa kayo. Stop, stop that. Can you stop that? Buti pa kayo. Sasagutin kita pag inulit mo yan. Eh, ano ngayon? <laughs> Kaya nga with Thanksgiving, because if you have Thanksgiving, what if you're in the middle of a Joseph drama? You know the drama of Joseph in the Old Testament? He was sold by, oh, his brothers wanted to kill him. Somebody said, let's not kill him, let's just sell him. <laughs> Entrepreneur. <laughs> let's just sell him. <laughs> He was sold. <laughs> he worked his way as a slave and he became the chief slave, the manager of the household. He was seduced, but he was righteous. He did not want to betray his master, but he was accused of rape, sent to the dungeon. He was in the middle of, us, of that process. Then he will become the second most powerful man in the world. That was the plan of God. What if bad things are happening right now because you're just in the middle of a process? Do not doubt God. No, do not reject God. Do not question what He does. Rather, trust in His omnipotence. Trust in His all-knowingness. Trust Him in every area. God is good. Think on these things. Can we think on these things? Can we train our mind to think on these things? Good. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. We praise you and honor you. Teach us never to worry, never to be distracted on our real focus, which is you. Success to us is to fulfill your will. Not what the world dictates. No, 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 no. It's you, your will for us, whatever it is. That is success for us. And we want to focus on your will for us. We want to fulfill your design for us. We are not our, the person beside us. We are uniquely us. You have created us unique with a plan and a purpose. And with that uniqueness, we thank you. Thank you. Teach us to think on the right things, things that are lovely, things that are pure and true, things that you love, Lord. Teach us to think on those things. Anything praiseworthy, teach us to think on them and praise you and others of the good job they've done. Teach us to think that way, Lord. Teach us not to be influenced with the world, not to be distracted with the world, 
but think like a true believer. Father, we praise and thank you. Let us all rise. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit, may blessing, favor, protection, and abundance follow you all the days of your life. And God's people say, Palakpakan natin ang Panginoon.